Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before the episode, we want to take a second to thank a few of our Patreon supporters. Right now, Patreon is the only way that the Sartorial Geek makes any money at all, even though there are a bunch of ways that we spend money, like keeping our website up and editing this podcast and paying some of our editors. We would love to pay more of them. So Patreon is super important to us. There are some cool rewards that you can get, like enamel pins and access to our Discord. We think it's a really fun little hangover there. So this week, we want to thank Sharon, Katie, Andrea, Casey, Stephanie, and Miranda. We couldn't do any of the things we're doing without support from you and other folks like you. So if you would like to join them, you can head to patreon.com slash sartorialgeek and check out our rewards and uh, tell your friends. Thanks. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan today, and I am back with Carrie, Francis. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm so good. I'm so happy to be talking to you. I know. So last time, if anyone remembers, we talked, oh my God, two years ago, pre-pandemic, I think, right? So we talked like a week before, like we talked like the very end of February, 2020, when I was like, oh my gosh, like everything's amazing. I'm going event to event and right. I'm living my dreams in Los Angeles. Let's fast forward. <laughs> yeah, because you were in freaking Knives Out, which is crazy, 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 crazy. That's so cool. It's so crazy. It's so crazy to this day. I mean, it's almost two years to the day that it came out. We're like yeah. 10 days shy of two years to the, the day. And I am still every single week. I still get messages from people on social media. I still have people who find me on social media and send me something like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I finally found you. Or we just watched this for the first time. Or, you know, now that it's the holiday season, like we're going to watch it again on Thanksgiving, everyone together. Or, you know, I get just like the most excited still two years later, which feels crazy. And it was cool too, because the pandemic, like really reshaped how I see a lot of things in my career because I did not even know what it would feel like to have people love this movie so much. But then it was when you couldn't go anywhere or do anything. And so the things that people would tell me about how like it was just an escape, right, for them, or, you know, they were having a really hard week and someone said like, oh, watch this movie, you know, it's on Prime or it's whatever. And like their whole family loved it and laughed and and it just like connected them. And these messages, like it was no longer or it was rather a lot less about me. And suddenly I was like, oh my gosh, like look what I get to be a part of to give people like just a breather from hard things, whether it's a pandemic or it's regular life, you know? So it's just really reshaped. I mean, honestly, everything I would say for me. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that your life and career are completely different than they were two years ago. I feel like, like everyone. Are. Yeah. So I guess tell me a little bit about that. So that was your first movie, right? Which like yes. what a freaking first movie. Way to go <laughs> there. That's amazing. 
Yeah, no, definitely, definitely a big deal. It still is occurring to me in something I said recently to the guy who made it. It made a lot of money. Like that's not actually normal, is it? Like it's not actually common, even in today's economy or what was the economy then. And he was like, yeah, I just put together that Frank Oz is in Muppet Christmas Carol, which is like, how dumb do I sound right now in both parts? But like, I just didn't put a lot of that together. So it's neat that I'm still kind of being like, huh, huh, okay. All right. Yeah. Heck of a first movie. Two years ago, you were in Knives Out and then you're doing something kind of different from that. Now, what was your journey for the past two years? So I actually left LA and I moved back to New Jersey to be with family. And I had a short time that I refer to as the pity party for myself where I was like, oh my gosh, just like almost everyone, you know, where it felt like really, truly, I was living my dream life in every aspect. And so to have that had like go from full on to nothing, I did feel a little like, you know, I saw all the meetings I had been having change to, hey, let's circle back, you know, give us six months, Mm -hmm. give us a year, actually, let's talk next year. And I just felt like, and it opened up so many doors and then they slammed shut. And then I got a good, you know, had to kick my own butt because the right perspective is, one, at least I lived that. Like how many people get to live their dream, you know, and I experienced it. And if that's all it ever is, like, that's amazing. I still got to do it, you know? So first of all, that's great. And second of all, like the perspective of people who were actually struggling, who were actually, you know, having just unspeakable things occur. So once I kind of kicked my own butt, I was like, all right, I can still do things, you know? So I really did like a 180 and I, I started reaching out to people and doing virtual meetings, you know, and I really was interested in producing. So I done a lot of calls, especially with female producers and all these people have said yes to talking with me. You know, it's really crazy. As soon as Knives Out is mentioned, it's like people take me seriously or they take me, it's a different experience. I've been doing those. And then I did voiceover for a friend's, a friend's project. And in exchange, I got a producing credit so that I could kind of, you know, very take steps cool. with that. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. So I produced my first feature, which is very neat. Still in kind of a distanced way, but in a way where I got, at least got to start learning. And I did a narrative podcast and early in this year, so early 2021, I started taking meetings with music producers and I've been singing forever. I sang before I could speak. And I've been writing songs since before I could write. My mom wrote my first song out for me. I still have it written. That is so cute. Oh my I know, God. So um, I called it Funky Town, which I later learned, could you believe, is a real song. Like I couldn't, <laughs> at seven or eight, I was like, what do you mean? It's a real song. I wrote Funky Town. <laughs> yeah, worry. it was like more of a jingle that I wrote, but it was still a song. That's great. You know, and I've, I've been training since I was very little. I started studying opera at 11, you know, and my voice has been like such an important part of my career, even in voiceover. And and then I, I kind of stopped singing. I really have always wanted to do something with my music. I've sung on tracks for other people and I've gotten to work with some like really crazy, big, fancy music people, like singing on their tracks or even just doing like, you know, group vocals and stuff like that. Cheerleading I did once, you know, little things like that, but I wanted to do my own. So I met with them in like January, February, and I kind of freaked out. And I just stuck with like, you know, the agent meetings, the manager meetings, the producer meetings, and got back into auditions. And I did that podcast. And sometime in September, I just felt this whole idea like told to me, which is usually how it works in my life. I'll like hear or see something. And it was like, you should do a Christmas. It was actually an EP. It's like, you should do a Christmas EP. Here are the songs. You already have one of them written. Like do, you know, some free to use like public domain holiday songs with it. 
And like, it was just like put in my head as a whole project. I grabbed a pen as fast as I could, wrote it all down. And, and I reached out to one of the producers and I was like, what if we do a couple songs? And he was like, what if we do one? Because it takes way more work than you're realizing. It was like mid to late September. Normally holiday albums are done like May, right? So this was already Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Uh, The producer that I was working with, he actually was on tour this whole time with a country artist, Granger Smith, I think is how you say it. And so he's been all over the country. I've been in New Jersey. We did the whole song remotely. And I don't know. I still can't believe I texted him last night. I'm like, we like somehow did this. Like, this is nuts based on our scheduling and, and how it worked out. But yeah, that's how it kind of went from Knives Out, having really just come out, living in LA, you know, doing all these cool things back in New Jersey and still obviously acting, but also now finally doing some music. And it came out today. It's exciting. I know. That's so great. I'm really excited. So yeah, we'll be able to link to it when the episode is out because it's out. So that's very yes. cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I I even know those links. I mean, like, it's just mind blowing to me that, you know, I was on the phone with one of my good friends this morning, and she was like, well, make sure you send me the link. And I said, okay, I mean, the amount of roles that I've done for this is, is really insane. Like just being like the project manager and the singer songwriter, and you know, doing the graphic design and doing the photo shoot, being my own stylist, my own hair and makeup, you know, interviewing these people, hiring them, figuring out how do you input the lyrics so that they sync on Instagram, right? Because it'll oh, be on Instagram, yeah. like all these crazy things. And what a powerful experience, right? I think we all tend to downplay ourselves. And a big lesson for me in the past year and a half has been, no, I'm extremely capable. Like I can do this. I can figure it out. And so can you. And so can anyone who's listening, right? It's like, there's nothing different really about any of us. Like if we want something, we can do it and then doing it, not letting someone, you know, take it over. I know you mentioned the like pity party stage, which I think maybe some people made it out of the pandemic without (laughs) that. But everyone I've talked to is like, we had that. And then once you get to the other side of it, there is this cool thing that the year and a half we just lived through, like shook up everything, which like you mentioned, some of that was terrible and like really horrible things happened to a lot of people. And it also shook up like the norm a lot in a way that it gives kind of a freedom to do some things that maybe before the pandemic, like I'm sure people did release their own singles, but I feel like there's also this kind of freedom of like, yeah, well, we can't have a crew. So like figure it out by yourself or don't, which is, this is kind of a cool, you know, other side of that. That's such a good point. Yeah, that's a hundred percent correct. And I don't think, I mean, I'd like to think, sure, I'd get to it at some point, but I think that that mentality shift of, you know what, actually now, now's a really good time to do these things that we're all thinking about and not just having the freedom of extra time or less social obligations or all of the other things that kind of shifted away. But the remembrance of, you know what, I'm alive. I'm healthy. Like I have a body and a brain and a heart that work. And I wasn't given these talents so that I could say, okay, well, once I get acting totally like you know, under control, then I'll be able to add in singing because I don't want to confuse my brand. You know, it's like, no, I want to do the things that make me happy right now. I just think having that, that space, if I was still in LA, you know, worrying about rent, I don't even know, you know, if I had gone right into the next project or I don't think it would have allowed me to do it and not do it in this way. You know, it's really special that I turned my childhood closet, bedroom closet 
into a recording studio, you know, also for voiceover. But I used to sit in that same closet when I was really little and I would write songs and I would play imaginary red carpet interviews. Like oh my that's the play that's pretend that I did. Yeah, I totally. Because <laughs> like, to be teachers or they whatever and would play pretend interviews in my head in my closet and you know my closet was kind of like a little sanctuary because now I know like yeah I'm hypersensitive and I'm an empath and like I feel things that are great for my career but really it's big feelings when you're little you're a little kid and I would get so overwhelmed and so I would just get in there with a notebook you know and I would write out my songs and my poems and now I recorded this song in the same space like that's cool you know love that I love that too, because I mean, a lot of us have done sort of drastic things like that. Like I didn't move home to my parents' house, but I moved home to my hometown. And you know, the same thing with leaving LA, leaving New York has like some baggage with it where I had to do some work with like, this is not failing. This is a good decision. I've had a lot of conversations with people who have made decisions that like there is a way to frame it that is not exciting and doesn't make you feel good. And I love the version of it that's like, I got to repurpose like the room I grew up in into something amazing. However many years later, like what a cool way to think about that. Because it is like that's, I think it is very valuable to point out the cool things that you get to do because of decisions like that, you know, because you would be in a very different spot right now if you were sticking it out in a place where there is nothing for you there. Like a lot of us have made decisions like that. And these are the benefits on the other side of it, which I think are really important to talk about. Yeah. And I think there's no one right way, right? It's Mm -hmm. easy to see New York and LA or Chicago or Boston, whatever big city maybe people were in and have left and then see a small town. I think small towns hometowns actually give you a freedom that you can't get in large cities. There's something really, really cool that all of my neighbors, all of them, you know, know me and know my dog. And I mean, last night I was on a front porch talking to my neighbor across the street and another one walked by and yelled something at, you know, like it's very much a community where you can know everyone and feel safe. That support is not something you can create very quickly in a large city where everyone is goal obsessed. I think over time you can with the right people, but there's so many benefits to small town living or hometown living that I think opens something up creatively that was previously filled with exhaustion and pushing and hustle and all the things that we're not actually made to do. I also always think, man, something that I learned so much this year, which I'm a faithful person, so I'm going to use the word God, but I know some people might want to use, think the word universe or whatever, you know, just as like a warning, because I know sometimes that can be triggering, but God is not location-based, right? So God's ability to give us our dreams and just bless us immeasurably is not location-based. Like he's not like, well, you know, you left New York, so you call quits there. You know, it's everything is possible from everywhere, especially in the age we live in with the internet and smartphones and computers and, you know, technology. And I mean, we're on a call right now in different states, you know, like just chatting it up as though we're in the same room. So I think that the things that we have tied to our big city lives with our big city dreams, sometimes those can be chains that hold us down. Or you can realize, actually, I brought the string with me. The city had nothing to do with it. And I'm going to go ahead and tie it to some balloons and, you know, say hi to my neighbors. Yeah. I love that too, because I think there was, and I'm sure this still exists in some ways, but I think there was a mentality of like, if you want to be an actor, you have to be in LA. If you want to be this, you have to be here. And then now there's like, 
there's no reason to be anywhere because what is anything? We're all on our computers. And I totally agree. I think that freedom is amazing. The idea of like looking down on someone for not being where they should be is gone, which is great. I, I mean, love that that's something part. we get. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's still there, but are like, oh, you're back in New Jersey, you know, and it's yeah. like, heck yeah, I am, you know, and the dream has just shifted to where I would love to be here part of the year and I would love to be in LA part of the year and I would love to be wherever I'm filming because it's also yeah. not like studios anymore, right? It's everywhere is filming. Yeah. So I just think sometimes you got to move with life and I just keep coming back here and almost all my jobs that I've booked, I've booked from here and That's almost everything cool. I've done has been like New York or Boston or yeah, I think sometimes what we think is the answer is maybe like a stepping stone. I love LA. I hope to be back soon. I hope to always get to have a place there. Like that's the dream, but we'll see. Yeah, that is so cool. I love, thank you for sharing your journey and like being open about how it has shifted because I know also, like, I mean, like we talked about, there is baggage about adjusting your story and your journey and not having it look the way you wanted, especially because a lot of us who are planners, like plan our process. And it's like, this is not the step I wanted to take next. But I think in life in general, and especially now, a lot of us are doing that. So I love conversations that reinforce like that is okay. And you know what? I'll tell you something that I think you will probably love that I think maybe your listeners will love. So Ryan was here about two weeks ago. He came here instead of us just doing our normal New York. If I'm on the East Coast, then we hang out in New York when he's here. And if we're in LA, we hang out in LA. But instead he was like, you know what? I'm going to come there. Like, I want to see this place you've been talking about now for like over a decade, you know? And he understood it. He was like, I get it. Like, I definitely get it. It's so quiet and peaceful. And, you know, there's something different about it. And I get why you're eager to get back on set and get back to LA. And like, all these things make sense, you know? So I think sometimes hearing it from me, I'm successful to a point. But let's look at someone who's like wildly successful. Who's like, yeah, you know, this is great. Look at this yard. You can't hear anything, you know? So I just think sometimes, especially creative people, or we get in our own heads and we create these rules or we create comparisons that actually aren't real at all. And that's why I try and be like as blunt and honest as I can. Yeah. Be. You know, it's like the opposite of what you're taught to do. You no, know, be a brand. I don't want to be a brand. I want to be a human who's really good at acting and singing. I love that. And I think that's like... <laughs> probably why we're actually friends because I don't get along well with the other personality very well. But I love the ability to be honest about like the bumps in the road and the the adjustments and shifts that we make. And I love talking to people who are open about that because to me, that's real life. You know, it doesn't compute when it's like, I woke up and everything was perfect and it always has been and it always will be. It's like the least relatable story in the world. No, and that's fine. That's fine. You know, if that's where people are, that's great. I was like that for a lot of my life, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just, are you being honest with yourself? Are you showing up authentically? You know, are you actually doing what you want? When I was really successful in musical theater, I knew there were people who would like kill to have that kind of career and the reps that I had, and I would cry all the time. I was miserable, right? Because yeah. you can be really successful about something that is not actually your dream. Maybe it's part of your dream. So I think moving with those shifts, it just empowers you and changes you in a really cool way. I love that. Well, we talked about your single. Let's tell people how they can listen to it because yeah. the holidays are coming. So this is great. I know, it's a good timing. Uh, episode instead of, yeah. <laughs> instead of promotion, but it's so connected, right? It's all connected. 
The song is called For Christmas. And I think it's a really timely message for right now. You know, the idea that you can get fixated on the perfect Christmas, the perfect Christmas photo, the perfect presents, you know, and actually underneath that you're fighting with your family members and you're just like silently cursing them while smiling for the picture, you know, and you're not actually comfortable in the outfit that was picked out for you or you have to show up as this kind of presentable version of yourself where yes, everything is great. Can you pass the, you know, the turkey? It's like, no, I think what we really need for Christmas is peace within ourselves, peace within our families in our communities and we don't really need more stuff we need each other and that's the whole message of the song so you can listen anywhere music's available um it's available on itunes it's streaming on spotify it's on youtube it will be on instagram and tiktok and facebook i think within the next couple of days it takes like cool. so probably by the time the episode is out it will be yes, which is yeah. great so people can put it in their stories and their reels and their TikToks yeah. and basically anywhere you listen. I mean, there were so many, it's gone to so many places. I didn't even know most of them, which is really cool. And I love that you can just stream it if right now you're not spending money on music or media yeah. or stuff like that. And I love that if you are, it's a, I think a dollar twenty nine. Yeah. So you can get it anywhere. And my Instagram, I'm like going pretty hard on trying, I'm trying so hard with my self promotions and doing my own PR and press and stuff. So I'm doing a ton it of podcasts. It is hard to be your own one woman show Ooh. doing all of that. So props to you. It's hard. Yeah. You know, I spoke with, um, among all these meetings, I spoke with a really great PR woman who's very advanced in her field. And she was like, listen to me, you are doing it. You're doing every single thing I would do. It takes a little more work for you because you're building some new connections, but I'm not going to charge you $5,000 a month and lie to you and tell you like, oh no, I can do, no, you're doing that. You're and doing it. Like, that feels good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. I was like sweating on the phone call. But yeah, so I'm doing a, a ton of podcasts and doing some, a YouTube live with my favorite Disney YouTuber, which is just really it's ridiculous. <laughs> And I'm doing a bunch of giveaways that may or may not be still going on by the time this comes out, but I'll probably do more through December because I want this song to also be a gift to people, not only like to yeah. dance in your kitchen while you're baking cookies or listen in the car while you're taking a break from your toddlers, you know, whatever. But also I would like to be gifting people things right now. So, you know, like a Starbucks gift card or um, we're doing an Amazon one and just different. We're doing some event stuff and all sorts of fun things. And I'm doing festive Fridays, which you are my guinea pig for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So every Friday up until Christmas Eve, I'm doing different guests and we're going to talk about holiday traditions and songs and movies and um, an organization they really like love to support or shout out play some games I'm gonna wear like a Rudolph onesie so it should be really Excellent. fun and I don't know if anyone will tune in but I think it's gonna be a good time I do a lot of things with very low viewer count so I'm all for doing things whether people show up or not yeah why not why not just have fun that's great yeah, yeah 100% remind everyone like what your social handle is totally and it's different since our last yeah finally did it but um it's carrie francis official on instagram and tiktok and it's Excellent. still carrying on on twitter i will not let that go so still carrying on and carriefrancis.com and if you just you know google me eight billion things come up actually the sartorial geek always comes up and i love on- that so it comes up if you search for my single the these interviews will come up as well so yeah I love that. Well, I'm so excited. Thanks for being here. This has been lovely. And I hope everyone gets a little extra Christmas cheer. This is fantastic. For sure. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm just like 
super excited. And I feel like everything I do moving forward, I feel like I'm going to be like, what are you doing? Do you want to do a podcast? Yeah. And then the answer will always be yes. So great. And then I'll be done grad school. So that'll be great too. (laughs) And something else to keep an eye on too is I have a narrative podcast coming out very early next year, like January, February. And then I may or may not be doing a new Peacock show from the same team as Knives Out. So that's that's going to be really exciting. Excellent. Oh my God. Well, everyone follow Carrie so you get all of the updates on new stuff that's happening. That's so good. Thank you again so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. If you want to hear more like this, you can subscribe to the Sartorial Geek Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help us out, you can leave us a rating or a review or head to patreon.com slash sartorialgeek. Thank you so much. Have a great day.